Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Hey, Jen. Oh, I'm so happy to hear your voice. I know. We've been talking on Facebook and emails and everything. I am sending you a hug through this phone. Letting you know. I'm a hugger, and now I'm just hugging you. Oh, I know. Me too. (laughs) Oh, I just love you. Oh, gosh, guys. Okay. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and it's just a great honor to introduce a talented author with us today on the show, Anne Harrison Barnes. Anne is a proud single mother of a beautiful daughter who's often the inspiration for many of her stories featuring children. Anne has three nieces and a nephew whom she loves from the bottom of her heart. She has found music to be a great source of healing throughout rough and painful times in her life. And Anne also finds it to be a great source of inspiration through traditional means and through the world around her. And Anne, you're an inspiration to me. And I'm just so happy that you're here today on the show so you can just share out your joy and your love for writing and just your story. And well, life. I'm glad to be here because, like I said, I love your podcast. I listen to you when you do your morning ones. I usually listen to you over breakfast <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> well, you're getting it. You're probably getting it like right when I'm putting it on because I'm driving on my morning work road to commuting. And there yeah, you go. And I use That's Overcast for, to listen to them. I don't listen to them on Anchor. I listen to them on Overcast because for me, it's more accessible. Right. Um, so, okay, I've given you your brief introduction, and today you've got books out there that everybody's got to go oh, and yes. get. So you got to know I'm challenging y'all. So um, there's, I'm I'm going to talk about inner vision, but I want you back on the show in the future because I want us to talk about stories outside the box, a journey of faith. Um, today I knew we were going to talk about inner vision, so I wanted to focus on that, but we've got to just have Anne coming Oh, back. yeah. That's so, that, that, hey, that, that sounds good <laughs> with me. <laughs> okay, so I've already just got that squared away, so we'll be, I'll be contacting you in the future for us to talk more. But, um, tell us a little bit more about you, Anne, and just introduce yourself to the audience. Well, like, like you said, I'm, uh, I, I do a little, I, I do Christian fiction writing, I'm all, I also love mysteries, and um, like I said, I love music has been healing, and I've, I don't want to go into too many details, but I've been the victim of emotional and verbal abuse twice. So music was, and, and like I told you on my Facebook event on Sunday, the late, great Dan Seals was the artist that I turned to um, going through that rough patch, and I prayed, and you know, God led me to his music because he's been such an inspiration and there are certain songs. My phone was dinging at me. But, it's um, okay. And if it mess, if our, if we do get disconnected, I'll just um, message you right back and we'll just pick right back up. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, okay. But 
so anyway, and then also um, when I listen to music for writing, I listen to instrumental and classical music. And um, sorry about the background stuff, but oh no, you're fine. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but so yeah, and um, I felt the I was and I tried to play piano myself, but I felt called the calling to write because a lot of my stories they'll start coming to me in dreams. I'll mm-hmm. see my characters in dreams. You too? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Events, everything, Conver- dialogue. I wake up with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I woke up I with a whole up- children's book. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and get this. Sometimes I'll see a dream happening. I'll, I'll have a dream and I'll have to play out the rest of the scene in my head. Yep. Yep, yep. Forming those movies, forming those mental images, and that's oh my what gosh. happens. In inter- like, but you did that well with Kelly, with your character in Intervision. Yeah, like she cre- she could create that, you know, against all odds. Like she could continue to do that, even though there was like differences in that dynamic of the parental relationship. You mm-hmm. know, with her father one way, her mom one way, but but she just continued to pursue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, her passion. So, like, so you said you started kind of in piano, and then you knew it was writing. How, what age were you, do you, can you remember, like, back about writing for you? Like, what was that moment? Um, it was back in 2001. I mean, I read, I wrote back when I was in middle school, and, um, but when I was in, in 2001, I was listening to this audiobook, um, New Stories of the South from 2001. And, um, that, the, the, in, the introduction by Lee Smith, where she, where she talks to one of her, sorry about that. No, you're perfectly fine. Okay. Cause what they're, my, um, my niece and nephew are here. Um, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You go right on ahead. Trust me. My kids are in the next room. They're going to be coming in any minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're used to that. Oh, all day. Yes. <laughs> Cause all day. a lot of people are like. Well, I don't want any noises in the background, but I'm sitting oh, on the no, front no. porch because I love the wind chimes. Oh, I do. And I heard the birds at the very beginning. It was almost like the Lord had provided us an instrumental. Oh, I right know. I, and, and I you could know what? hear the birds chirping. Speaking <laughs> of music, and I know I'm getting off, off the rails here, but. No, that's okay. I'll pull you back because we're going to talk about when we were younger. Anyway, um, but uh, wind chime, the music, there's music in the environment. Yes. Um, the wind chimes, the birds, and that's not, a lot of times that gives me the inspiration. I live out in the country now. I, I've lived in the city before. And let me tell you something. You cannot find inspiration in the city like you can in the country. I, I so agree with you. And I so agree. I'm right with you. And I every, miss the country. Uh, yeah. Every time I hear you, you say, oh, I'm getting older. I'm 43. Honey, you ain't old. I'm, I'm not much older than you are. But, you know, compared to all these, like, people starting off, I want them to know, don't wait until you're 43 when I knew I wanted to do this since eighth grade. Like, go after. Go get it. Yeah, do it. Get it. Do it. Like, and then I think about all the things that held me back. And I I want to, to let other people, don't let it stop you. I'm totally blind. Yes, I have a computer with, with, um, a screen reader. And, and I use a Braille display, and y'all may not know what that is, but it's an assistive technology for me. But that doesn't stop me. Right, right. And you were you were running that Facebook party the other day like a like a princess hostess. I like was, hey, that, that was my first one. 
You did so good. I was so happy to be there. Thank you for the invite, by the way. Oh, no, no problem. Um, but I was, I was just really happy to be there. And those are difficult. Like Facebook, that was intimidating for me. But you just jumped right in, or did you have some moments of intimidation? I was a little nervous. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, there's, a, there's a mobile site that I can use on the Windows platform. And I used it mostly because the main f- Facebook site, oh my gosh, that would frustrate the daylights out of me. And my marketing assistant, she was there. She said for her first one, she's totally blind too. And she said her first one, um, she actually um, only had four people show up to her first event. But then this, but it's there. It's always there. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about, like, the platforms. People can still find you. Now they can go back and look at events. They can go back. When we make Facebook Lives, you know, we might only have, you know, one or two eyeball people looking at us. There will be, like, a little corner up there, and it will say one, two, three. But then later it will be 200. It will be 500. Yeah, because. <laughs> like, it's there. Yeah, but I don't do the lives because I've never actually done one. And with me not being able to see, to know whether the video is showing me or what's on mm-hmm. the video, that that's why I don't do one. You would need your, yeah. I wouldn't need it's somebody the, to help me with it. I needed somebody to help me with mine. And it was my 11-year-old who promised me he was going to be my, like, publicist. And he was going to sit beside me and help me navigate. And then one of his friends invited him to a game on his on his uh, Xbox. And he was like, Mama, can I really please go play right now? <laughs> Can I please? And so I got lost up in having to try to read comments. So my first one was a disaster. I was like, I'm so glad I'm doing this now because I'm learning as I go. Yeah. Yeah. But we learned you did a great job on it, though. Yeah. I, that's why, and that, that's another reason why I wouldn't do a Facebook Live because my computer would be yapping at me really fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know how you speed read? Well, yep. I speed listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Do you go, do you, when you're listening to the podcast, do you change the tune to where it's a higher speed? Nope. Mm-mm. I listen no. on my iPad. Yeah, I've found a way where I can change the settings to YouTube channel videos and uh, the podcast. Because I, if I'm going to listen to it, I want to listen to it in a faster mode. So I fast listen too. But I actually change the speeds on YouTube. I, I don't um, know how to do all that. You're, you're, you're talking over my head. <laughs> I just, I figured it out one day where I could adjust the speed, like in the settings. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot faster. I can pick up, you know, I can watch more. I can research more now. I can listen to it Oh, no, I can fast forward or rewind if I need to. True, true. And I love that. And I love Overcast because I know it's not a a, a podcasting platform like this one. But I like um, uh, Overcast simply because... Um, it sorts your podcasts into alphabetical order, and it has them into the all podcasts and unplayed, and then you have your your played podcasts in another underneath it, so grouped and underneath so it. It's easier for you to navigate through. Yeah, you know and I like it better than I like exactly. the Apple podcasts. Yeah. Well, tell me about the podcast, because I know you listen to a lot of podcasts. You also do YouTube as well, don't you? Um, sometimes, not as much. Okay, so you're more of the podcast listener. Yeah, I don't even watch that much TV, honestly. I've got a Netflix yeah. account that I can download that my friend Tish gave me, which um, I actually recommended your podcast to her. Which <laughs> I thank you. She gave me a shout out. She got on Twitter and thanked me. And yeah. I'm so happy. Like, those those kind of connections, they're, they're so meaningful to me. And She's like a know. sister to me. She and I are, awesome. are pen sisters. We met back in 2014 when I did NaNoWriMo. 
National Novel Writing Month um, challenge right. in November. And since then, we've built a sisterhood. Awesome. And that's what you need. You need other writers mm-hmm. if it's like us to support each other. I, I mean, that's the beauty of building writing communities. So tell me about like some of your podcasts that you would recommend for some of our listeners to go uh, to. If you're a fantasy or sci- a sci-fi writer, which I'm actually doing a fantasy novel myself, um, I would li- recommend writing excuses. But it's also for other for other writers too because they did talk about last year they did the character arcs um, and di- different things about characters. But this this year they're doing world building, which with me writing my fantasy, it's a it's a clean young adult fantasy. But with me writing my fantasy, it helps me to learn about the difference between hard magic, soft magic systems. Right. And that's another podcast, The Writing Excuses. A student at my school, he wants to be, he wants, he does both. He writes fantasy. He also writes science fiction. But he came to me and he was like, do you know who Brandon Sanderson is? And I was like, I've heard Writing Excuses. Name. He's one of the yes. hosts. <laughs> yeah, he's one I of the hosts. Like, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? And so, of course, I'm, I'm jumping on Google right away and I'm, I'm finding out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the reason why I knew him because when I first started podcasting, I was listening to some of their stuff and I loved it because their tagline was 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And, and we're, we're not that smart. smart. <laughs> and we're not that smart. Yep. Yes. When I, when I read that, I was like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm, I'm going to like these people. And so I did listen to a few at the very beginning of like May of last year. And then I got a little nervous because I was like, I can't listen anymore. They have 12 seasons. They have, you know, some of these podcasters have been around for years, 15 years. I'm like, you don't have to listen to all the seasons. You just find the ones that you want. Oh, no. I was starting to get intimidated. You don't understand, Ann. I was like, oh, my gosh. If I start listening, then I'm going to start comparing me to them. You don't. No, don't do that. And so that's why I had to really pray over a lot of that last year. And a part of my Happy Renewal Year challenge book that I wrote in December was about me having to understand I can't compare myself to other people. I got to no, be Jennifer. I, <laughs> I got to be Ann. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Incidentally, I go by Ann, but my first name is Jennifer, too. Oh, is it? Yes. Now, I'm telling you, Ann, the minute that you emailed me, my spirit lit with joy. Like, I don't know what it was. I had no clue about who you were, but I just felt we're, like. We're kindred spirits. I, I feel like you're a spiritual person like I am. I am. I am, and I can. Yep, and your name means fair too. Oh wow! And you know what? I'm. I I can't really tell you about some of my experiences because there's so many people listening. But you and I could talk about that privately. I hope you know. Of course, I'll have to pray about it first because you know some of these experiences I don't tell a lot of people because it's not meant for me to. Right, right. I agree. But the the Kelly's experiences in intervision, if we go back, guys, y'all got to get this book. I'm telling you, get on Amazon right now. Hit pause. We're not going anywhere. And then you can come back. <laughs> um, get intervision because her experiences, like I heard you say you like mystery because you do put mystery in that book. Mm-hmm. So you have elements of mystery in there. You have components of healing. Like there's a tragedy. There's healing. And my husband's like, mm-hmm. you cannot do good at book reviews. My husband was like, you cannot talk about book reviews because you're going to give it all away. You're going to spoil everything. And I'm like, no, I could. (laughs) But just the whole way that you weave in her own healing 
with the the healing of the dad and the mom and the the friend mm-hmm. it's like you do that just so seamlessly yeah and um and the and the um the thing about the Charles Bonnet syndrome I don't know about it but I did a little research because I know some people who have it and she was able to use that 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 inner vision of her to do her her drawing and her creation right which you are already saying that you see in the dreams you see that and so your character just took an extension she just went one step forward and she was like now I'm going to be able to draw these out on paper Mm mm-hmm that's like one of my um the thing I did for NaNoWriMo and I haven't I've got to work on I've got to do some revisions to a lot of things but Anyway, it was a, it was a, the the thing I, I wrote for NaNoWriMo. The first part of that story, I saw this curtain. I don't remember what the quote was that I heard, and I have it written down. But something about a timetable. And then I saw this curtain fall down, you know, close before me, and I'm and I thought it was me. And then I sat out on the front porch, thinking about it, and I'm like, that's not me. That's my character. Mm-hmm. And then the character was revealed to you in that way. Yeah, it was revealed. It was, it was, it was the character seeing that, not me. There's something, there's something that uh, you, you probably did this intentionally. So I'm not telling you, you're the author and I'm sitting here reading your book and I'm like, I'm seeing something that you did in there that was very patterned, that was very beautiful. And what it was is that you took the veil away, I believe, between how people, communicate and build a relationship with Christ because I did what, what you did in there was beautiful in how you did spoken prayers like you included like you included prayers in there of how we would speak to the Lord to show fiction readers there is no formulaic way to pray there's exactly just, we just speak to god and and when it hits us we we thank god and that's a that's another like stream of consciousness that i feel like you had throughout the book is that theme of gratitude mm-hmm. but it but it was done where you actually gave praise to god instead of just the character thinking gratitude the character would pray that gratitude Right. And I think that that's the way that Christian authors can craft fictional work that can really leave a stronger message with the reader than maybe they might not even recognize when they're reading it. You know how right. stuff can like hit you later? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's why I love that quote that I wrote at the end of it. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything, but I tweeted this. The past is but a whirlwind of memories. Hold on. Uh, there are those you want to capture and those you want to forget hold on to the precious ones and let the rest spin away in the abyss right right and then what's left is that communication with the lord that prayer relationship with the lord the strength Mm -hmm. that we pull as christians every day when something doesn't necessarily go our way or we're unclear of our next steps or if we have a tragedy you know all of this when we're dealing with relationships all of this like I just I love how you did that and another thing that I and I know I'm saying this again I know you you thought this through but and that's the Holy Spirit work and I believe in writers of Christian fiction but when, oh yeah when God responded back it was never something outside of his word 
And so when there would be like an answer back from God, like there would be this feeling that she would get that would overcome her. It would be a, a Bible passage. It would yep. be something that would align with the word. And I think that clear, that sends a clear message also that when some people say, well, I heard from God, but it's not really in what the Bible would have me to do. It's not really what the instructional book would say, but I felt like it was from God. So I'm going to go after that. And and I want to say, no, it's got to still align with the word. But it's it, also, you also have to test the, the Holy Spirit too. Right. Because if it's spirit led, like I have learned, if it's spirit filled, you will know it. You will know it. And it will align right back with the word. It's like, a, it's a whole, you'll just feel it. You'll know that it's the right move. Yeah, exactly. And that's like when I'm writing, like, do you plan out your books or do you just sit in front of the computer and just type, type, type? Um, I do a little of both. I have a journal that's got, you know, some uh, things that I had to, to talk. I have, I, it's called Expressive Writing for Healing and Reflection. I had to write down a lot of the, the, the painful stuff that I went through. But then I also use it for my brainstorming. I kind of use it as a, as a catch-all for scene dumps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will plot out, but sometimes I'll pants. Sometimes it'll just, it'll just flow, you know, the story will flow, but then there are times I'll have to plot out, brainstorm about what's going to happen. Right. And then do you got like, so you said you, you went back and you looked at different research to make that, you know, the character's inner vision actually be realistic. Like yeah. how much, yeah. how much of that do you play on? Or do you just really just create the worlds and go? I, I create the world. I did the research as needed because I am one of these people Jen, I, I, I went through communication. I didn't get the degree due to some circumstances, but technical and, and some other stuff with, with Kaplan. But anyway, I went through, um, the, I have some college in the field of communications. And I'm going to tell you, I do not like academic research. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that stuff bogs me down. I love it. I love it. Can I tell you oh. how nerdy I am and tell you I love it? <laughs> yeah, you can. You got more, more power to you, girl. Because I, I just can't. Oh, that's just, that's like slogging through muddy weeds. But you know, now that, now that my program is over and I don't have to, to go so heavy into the academic research, I think that has led me to just want to research everything else about writing, want to improve the craft, want to continue to learn and grow. And I think that those patterns that I built there have now transferred over into my writing career. So I am thankful about that. that yeah, I mean, and I understand there's, there are times when you have to do research. That's why I don't write historical fiction, because that's heavy on the research. Yes, I did an American Revolution middle grades Yeah, that I have not tried to pitch yet. I have not, it's still sitting on my computer. But, you know, I wanted to heavily be influenced by accurate events you know, names. I wanted to drop names in there. I wanted to drop places in there. So that way, if teachers picked it up and they were studying the American Revolution, they could partner back to that fiction book and say, oh, look at this. Look, guys, this is, but it's a squirrel talking. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's like animal talking. It's all in nature and it's all animals. That sounds like something that, that sounds something similar to like, uh, what is it? Wind in the Willows? Oh, I, I don't know that one. You haven't read that about no, the rats? I have not. Oh, girl, you I'm need to read it, that. I'm writing it down. I, I'm writing Wind it. in the Willows. That's a popular book. I'm writing it down. And Is tell it, me, oh, gosh, I don't remember who it's by, but I read that years ago. 
because I heard because I watched a lot of public t- television when I was younger, and that was one of the the books that was mentioned. And and, and I was about to say, don't tell me you haven't read A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lingle. You're gonna be disappointed in me then. You did. You I have. did it. I did. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Oh, I'm, oh my gosh. Where do you know I did? I, I, I it took me forever to read it. I picked up Narnia just a few years back. I had missed Narnia my whole childhood. Like, I don't know how I miss Narnia. I've had some read to me, but I want to find the books again and, and read them because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I don't know what it is. I love to read. I mean, and, and pardon me for those of you who are a lot of, a lot of, I've heard a lot of Christian readers and stuff. You shouldn't like fantasy. You shouldn't like, oh, that. I don't believe I love that. It. I love Harry Potter. What we talked about. We want to start. Uh, my daughter loves it too. Love loves Harry Potter too. It. Loves it. Love yeah. my children, love it. My children read fan- like we're reading Lord of the Rings. Well, we're in Hobbit right now, and we have Lord of the Rings next. But in homeschool, we're doing Hobbit. My child's in sixth grade, and he absolutely loves it. I I liked ho- the Hobbit, but I I couldn't get into the Lord of the Ring Lord of the Rings. Well, that's gonna be on our way next. We have the Boy Who Harnessed the Wind, and then we've got the we're gonna pick back up on the Lord of the Rings because I'm just. I adore The Hobbit. Absolutely adore that book. And I like reading middle grades and YA. Like, if I had my choice to read, I would navigate more to that target audience. Where are you at? Like, what are you... I know you said you like Karen Kingsbury, and you were naming out some of the different authors that have inspired you. But what are you, like, currently in the mode of reading? Are you reading fantasy? Uh, some. I've got some. I'm reading this, and I don't remember who it's by, but there's a book called Angel Sister. I'm reading it on Audible, and it's a Christian fiction. It's like back in the 30s. Angel Sister, a novel by Ann Garbert. Yeah. Garbert. Yeah. And Gabhart. Yeah. I re- I'm reading that one. Um, I'm also reading. It's an indie author. It's um, Missing Wings by a- by Andrea Lumen, a novel of the Arrogant. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the 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 subtitle, but it's called Missing Wings. And I just got, um, the Audible had a two-for-one sale, so I had to buy another credit for it. But I just got Crucible of Souls, which is another epic fantasy. And um, I've, I've got a few mysteries on my list. Um, I read some uh, Middle Grade, and Deborah Kent's another one of those authors I like. She has disability um, disability-related stuff. She's got fiction and nonfiction. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and um, there's the the what is it the Charlestown Bells trilogy, which is historical fiction. I'm I'm kind of in the middle of that one, but I kind of go back and forth. But oh, another podcast. We got off the rails on that. Of course, that's... the Author Stories podcast with Hank Garner. Okay, let me let me look him up because and I don't think he's on Anchor. He does his own website, HankGarner.com. I got him. I got Hank Garner. Yep, HankGarner.com. There we are. Yep. He is, he's, I'm trying to get on his podcast, but he's, he does them every day. But I love that conversation. I love those conversations because. What, the daily conversations that you hear? Yeah, because you get to know the authors and you get to know a little bit about the process. There's one I listen to only because it's kind of a learning thing about story, but. I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people because some of their language can be quite abrasive. Okay. It's the Story Studio Podcast. 
Just just fair warning, but yet they're hilarious though. Sterling and Stone. Yep. I'm pulling them up as you go. Those guys and let's see, what's another one? Um I was listening to the Story Grid podcast, but I kind of gave up on that one because their editing style is like, you have to have a spreadsheet and you have to do all of this stuff and it would take years to get a book out if you went by the Story Grid method. Um, I should be writing. I should be writing. With Mer Lafferty. And so you have your routine when you're, you're listening to podcasts or eating breakfast. I listen to some in the mornings, and then I listen to most of them in the evenings after I've done my writing and stuff, or in the afternoons when I just need a break. I listen to the Creative Pen too, P E double N, um, with Joanna Pen. Right. Um, and there's another one I was actually on hers, um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ask When, with uh, Win Charles. I'm looking these people up. I'm saving and all she the has, she yeah, she has um, cerebral palsy. And she's a teacher. She's getting a journalism degree, and she writes using dictation. Um, another one is "How Do You Write" with Rachel Heron. Gosh, there's there's a, there's there's more. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, the 21st Century Creative is one that I got recommended. Um, that was recommended by Joanna Penn because she's friends with Mark McGinnis, the guy that does it. Mm-hmm. And I like his, too, because he talks to authors, he talks to entrepreneurs, he does, like, a business, um, talks to one person in business, and I think he's in between seasons right now, because he only has so many podcasts in his season, and he runs from, like, 45 minutes to an hour, but um, still, I I like that one. Um, There's one that's not necessarily writing related, but it's like for entrepreneurs and it's they're business minded. Yeah. But we need it's that called, though. I mean, that's, a, it's called work in work in progress with Tiffany Parra. Um, and she talks to different entre- entrepreneurs. Um, she does a lot on Instagram. Now that's one social media outlet. My daughter set me up an account, but I can't do anything with that. I, I can't get a large following base there. I can't get, I can't do much with, Instagram because it's so visual, visual mm-hmm. based. It is. It's all pretty much. That's it. Just images and, and trying to figure out how to do the right hashtags and <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have to I, have I'm someone Twitter... to manage that for you. Yeah, yeah. I know, and I don't have time to to fool around with. It. I'm Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't have time to fool with that either because it's so. Unless, you know, somebody messages me, I might message them, but I don't have time to sit and read through posts and stuff. Right. Well, because I'd never get the part with LinkedIn that I think has helped me is that it's allowed me to connect with authors and it has allowed me to to meet people for the podcast. That way, mm-hmm. people have been reaching out to me through LinkedIn. I'm going to have to find you then. Cause, so that cause... I think has helped me as far as establishing my like listener base is a lot of people on LinkedIn have reached out to me. Um, and I get yeah. messages through Twitter and the Facebook author page. I will get that. Yeah. But oh, I need to like your Facebook page because you liked mine. So I got to find yours and 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 or you can send yeah, me an invite. I can send you the stuff. I can send you the links. But yeah, um, and I'm a, I follow you on Twitter, but because that's how I found your podcast through the hashtag writing community. And so you never know how somebody will just you know find you. Like you're out there circulating, and that's like with you, like with your books, like just getting the mm-hmm. word out there but you're active in the writing community and i think that's what helps you 
I have to be. Right. And, and tell about that courage that it takes for you, though, because, you know, we talk about courage a lot on the podcast and about that's a big part it, of it. It does because you don't know who you're going to run into. And I know I'm not going to be able to do a lot of images and stuff. And a, and a lot of people, I've been to a lot of webinars that say, well, you need to have images on your blog or you need to have images on this or that. I'm like, yeah, but if you're blind, it doesn't always work. Uh, wrong. <laughs> wrong i found out on wordpress if you've been looking at my blog my website i found out that all i have to do is have a jpeg yes uh uh press uh find the insert content uh button the that menu button and then go through and go to media go to all go to uh our media go to uh this post go to images Mm -hmm. and then tab down through that dialogue and then find choose files button and upload that baby and it's done yep and then they have so many free images that are on WordPress that you're allowed to be able to use through their free media site. You know, like I there is don't know how to there is a there is a free image builder there. So like if you if you're writing something right in WordPress and there's a way to click on that and then go, oh, I want to, you know, I want to add one of a waterfall and then they'll give you like 25 images of a waterfall. Yeah, but with a screen reader, yep. that's it's, some. I'm wondering if not, it, when when it screens over, does it tell you what the content no, is? No, yeah. you have to no, because there's so many buttons and so much. No, I, I would not be able to use that. That's why I'd asked you to send me the image right. that you sent for that in a JPEG, which I was able to figure out how to how to um save. But that's why I asked you to send me that as a JPEG attachment because you you put it in the 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 email and I'm like. Uh, I can't get this. <laughs> and all I did was I saved it in the wrong format when I was on Canva because I built it on, I love Canva. And I yeah. built it there. And then when I sent it to you, I didn't save it as a JPEG. That was my fault. I just did, I yeah. did like PNG or something, whatever that is. I don't even know what the tech term is, <laughs> but it wasn't a JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was my fault. But tell me about like assistive technology. Like when, so we were talking earlier and like you said, we got derailed. But when we were talking earlier about when did you know that you were going to be a writer? Um, like I said, back in 2001, right. after I read that, that introduction, Lee Smith's introduction to New Stories of the South, 2001, that's when I knew. That's when I started dabbling in it. Although that first book, I'm going to tell you, I should not, never have published it. I made the mistake. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't really well edited. And mm. I was, you know, that was back in my... I was young and dumb back then. I was in my mid-30s. No, it's okay. I think we all have one of those books probably <laughs> somewhere lying around. I know and I, I ended up taking mine. it down. I because took mine they... down too, girl. I had one oh. Faith Poison Bucket List. It was up there. And it was my oh, first boy. ever attempt at a devotional. And looking back at it, when I went through it, I was like, no, nah, i got to take this down. i got to read it. a devotional, though. That's before I got into Christian fiction. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, but when you were writing in, 2000, <laughs> in 2001, like, were, were you like already up with your assistive technology or is that something that you had to have through? Yeah, training? I had, yeah. I was using JAWS for Windows. I was using JAWS yeah, for JAWS, Windows. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's job mm-hmm. access with speech. Um, I wasn't using a Braille display, but I was using that on a desk, on a Dell desktop. Um, actually using it in demo mode because we were not, I was not able to get the full version, but now I have the good, full version good. and I'm trying to raise the money to get the later version. So I don't have to rely on the state for that. Right. But, um, 
anyway, and so, yeah, I was using that and using Microsoft Word 2003, I think it was, and Windows XP, would you believe it or not? I mean, if I had had an editor then, and if I had done my research then, it, the novel probably would have been better, but like I said, we're not going we're not going to dwell right. on that mistake. First full-length novel was a journey of faith. That was my first. It could have been better, but yet it was still a success. Right, um, right. It's it's published, and oh, I could tell you a horror story about that too. But you said I don't you, know if you want to go into that. If, well, if, that's you. It's you. It's your story. I mean, if you have things, beware. Watch out. Do your, you know. Yeah, beware of Revival Waves of Glory Publishing. I'm not going to throw out names, but when I first started, I had to pay them. I'm not going to tell you how much. It wasn't much, but I had to pay them to publish, which was a mistake. But there are a lot of with. websites out that you, you know out there like that that say you know pay us and we'll help you package your book. And if we don't know, that's a no no. You yeah, should not. That's have what to. the that's what I had yeah, Ricardo you, um, on today from Reedsy. And he was saying, you know, we were talking about websites like that. And he was like, no, 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 you don't. Do it yourself. There's a lot of things you've got to learn to do on your own. And putting them up on Amazon and using, you know, Create Space and, and the Kindle platforms, that's a good learning. Or if you do Ingram Spark, which one did you use? Did you use Ingram or did you use Create Space? Or well, the first time well that's right no more actually that's no longer that's the old link no they're no more and it's it's a pain in the royal uh yeah to try to order books for me for anybody who's visually impaired but i won't go into that yet um but first i used revival waves of glory publishing they published on amazon and all the platforms i paid them to publish the first time i wanted to get books i got books from their site at the author cost um and i got them within a week maybe a week to two weeks second time I got them within a week to two weeks third time I ordered just a few and it took me a month to get them this last time because I was going to go to the um, middle Georgia indie um indie author festival or indie books festival and that was in July I ordered them two weeks before the festival thinking okay you know what I'm supposed to get them within a week that's the norm never got them and still haven't gotten the refund so I just canceled the contract and and did them on KDP myself so, yeah, because I was going to say, I ordered um, A Journey to Faith, and I got it in, like, two days. I got A Journey of Faith. Did you get did, yeah, I got did you get paperback? I got it in my hand right now. I just, I have it. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah. on Kindle. Yeah, because you got no, the KDP. I, with my photo and, pro, did you get the one with my photo and my logo no, on the, the back or the other one? Okay, so you got it from Revival Waves, which, I, which but like I said, I had to. That's fine, but I had to end there the contract because I I published it in paperback on Kindle with my photo and okay. my logo on the back cover, as well as the the GP the the JPEG that and I had a friend of mine do it for me because that way I could I mean it doesn't matter which one you got you got you I mean that's still up there because Amazon right. keeps paperbacks and I'm surprised you got that within I really two days did. because I ordered it and I got it in the mail right away. That's, it did the regular shipping thing for me because well, I have Prime. That's weird because, oh, no wonder you yeah, got it in two prime. days. You got prom. That, 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 that explains it. But not only that, um, um, for me, now that I, I have to, I have to fiddle around to try to, I used to have a way to order books, 
want to. I was, I was going to lock my screen, but I don't want to do that because I don't want to mess up the call. But um, anyway, I um, ordered the books, and I got them within two weeks because it takes right. a few days for them to print. And I ordered thirty at first, and it is much cheaper. And you got the higher price version. I mean, not, not that I'm complaining <laughs> or anything, but you got the higher price version because on Kindle, when I published it on KD on KDP print, with a little help with the formatting and cover, I try right. I priced it at ten ninety nine, where that one was like sixteen something. Well, I say it was well worth what I spent. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm getting yeah, ready I'm to. Sure. And I start like I read a few pages. I've had. I'm like, okay, this is my next book to read. This is my next one. I'm in chapter one now. But I know that with your Facebook launch, you just kind of rebranded. You had a birthday party, so happy birthday again. Um, but you, Thank you had a book birthday for stories outside the box. Right. I rebranded it because I published it like right before A Journey of Faith got published. I kind of I did that two years ago. I got um, a friend of mine. She paid for another um, a, a publisher that she knows to do the ebook cover and um, do the formatting. But what I forgot and I had to do a couple of updates because I forgot to leave one story out. Then I had some more stories that I was able to right. add in. So. Um, that was kind of that's what that I love really about cool. indie publishing so, that we have that ability to be able to go back in pull mm-hmm. like 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 I said that faith forms and bucket list I decided oh gosh I really need to edit that this was long before I had purchased Grammarly <laughs> I didn't purchase well, it I, I still use the free one I, I, I use it so much I found that it was value for me you know, because of, I use it in my, everywhere I go, my job, my emails, but I said, man, I've got to spend some time, you know, revamping it. And so with being a self-published author that way, I can pull faith forms and bucket list off the shelf and, and rework it. And I can take my 30 day teacher challenge and fix the cover now again, you know, and put it back up there. That's what I love about being able to have that control. Now, I will have to tell you some of your visual stuff that you, you challenge yes. us to do on the podcast. I'm like, uh, no, so what I need to do, me. What I need to do is modify the challenges and give, like, alternates, like, give different type. Yeah, and I shall yeah. do that from this day forward. Um, That's, hey, it was cool because that color, color coding chapters are yep. doing a ranking system. I'm not sure how to do it, but I'd have to, you know, play around with it eventually. But, man, I'm telling you, even as an indie publisher, um, um, you're yes. just on Amazon, right? Right now. In September, um, my book is traditionally being published, so I'm going to be everywhere. What, who's, what publisher romance. are you using? It's a romance imprint from Month Nine Books. And so oh, okay. I'm going to be everywhere in September. And so that one's coming. And I know this is your, your podcast, but I had to ask you that because I thought about that. I thought, did you have to have an agent? Now, because... for they ha- now a lot of people in my publishing house have agents. But I found a publishing house that said, you do not have to have an agent to contact us. We will take unsolicited manuscripts. And I took my chance. And it had been years and years since I had queried and since I had went that route. And I just built up my courage last January. And I just felt the spirit say, it's time. 
And so I sent it out and it was the first publishing house I approached and I got a yes back right away. Send me more. I've read your first 50. I need the rest. And that, that was oh, it. Wow. And I have just been blessed beyond measure, you know, because I have been building my everyday mom challenge ministries up since 2014. But I've always wanted to be a fiction writer, but just have all these books sitting on my computer in files, just waiting, just waiting to be edited, waiting um, to, to go back through with revision. You know, I wrote three books last year and I haven't tried to pitch any of those, you know, really yet. I've got like three sitting on, on a folder called NaNoWriMo. Um, I did. Um, I've got three sitting on a NaNoWriMo folder in my manuscripts in my uh, external um, hard drive. And I got some short stories that, you know, since I did the, since I did this, um, this stories outside the box, since I did that, I've got short stories and I want to try to expand on them. But I start doing that, and it's like one of the stories, it was the, a magical rain, and I know, um, but I, I called it Rain Song so I could rework it. And I got started, but then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go look at it because I don't want to go too far back in it. But it wouldn't leave me alone. Right. You It'll know how, how you have a story that just will not. Oh, Put yeah. Oh, Come yeah. on, nag me some more. That's what I say because, you know. I know. Yep, right. Let me get this done. You know, because the minute that you you know that you're at your last word, there's no other feeling like that. Like, mm-hmm. and and when you put them up on Amazon, and you, you go and you're just sitting. And usually, I'll put mm-hmm. things up on Amazon really late, so it's just kind of me up by myself. <laughs> so, so it's hard to celebrate, but I'm celebrating with the Lord. Like I'm having my moment with the Lord when I hit submit to KDP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another another aggregator you could use, I use Smashwords, but they have formatting styles that are just, it's crazy. I had to have somebody to format it for me. And, but I used them because it was the most accessible publishing thing out there besides, you know, KDP that, that I was able to use. But there's another one, Draft, the number two, digital.com. I've heard of them, and I have a friend that uses them. And so she spoke highly yeah. of, that, of that platform. Yeah, but they're not accessible. Oh, I mean, and so there you go. I know it's it's yeah it's I've I've already re- I've already reached out to the support and I'm still yeah but they have a print now they they're doing a D to D print but I love the but I've but I've started getting into the books to read dot com website because even though that I'm done I'm, my book is on Smashwords I can put the the link affiliate links into that and create a universal link. And it'll find the stores. The only thing I have to add is like my IT. Yes, I've heard about those universal links. And so you have found benefit for yeah. that to draw in more readers, you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I've just published everything back up on Smashwords, but we'll see how that goes. Because it's kind of slow right now, but that's, you know, that it, it happens. But like, so you're full of tips. Like, I loved it when you emailed me about one thing that you do with your characters is that you interview them and that you've done it on your blog. Like you've actually, so tell oh, yeah. everybody about that technique. Cause I think that's really cool. Okay. So what you do is, and it's a great way for authors and readers both because for authors, you, you have to get to know your characters and everybody does it differently. Like for example, you do the visual stuff because you're a visual learner. Me, I sit down and I get, and some of them, if I'm working on a book, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll want to get interviewed quickly but I'll sit down and I'll talk to my characters and try to get as much information from them 
And the voices are in, but the characters talk to me. I know that no, sounds weird, but we writers can get away. all of us. Every author that I've ever interviewed or ever talked to, they say the same thing, Anne. <laughs> yeah, because that's, we're the only ones that can get away with that, though. <laughs> say, I'm an hey, author, Gardner I'm not insane. <laughs> I'm actually exactly, using this as a creative right? artist work. <laughs> That's my oh, outlet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, and but um, anyway, so, and I'll sit down and I'll write these interviews as if I'm having you know a conversation with the uh, with the character. But now I have had a few of them where another character will come in and and butt into the conversation. And so are you true? And those are fun. Are you true to that interview? Do you just like keep it and you actually plan it out? Do you type it all out and, and post it on your blogs or put it where people can read these interviews? Sometimes. And sometimes I don't put everything that's in the, in the interview in the book because it's sometimes things that you wouldn't see in the book. Oh, but then when I try to ask the character about what's happening in the book, you're going to have to read my story to find out. <laughs> they don't want to give a spoiler alert. <laughs> no. Nope. They want you to find out. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. Exactly. I think, it's, I think that's a really good tip, though, especially with people who might not be comfortable doing character profiles or they don't really kind of know where to start. Just asking a series of questions to the character. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is I think that's just a good tip. What other tips do you have for us, Anne? Because you're full of a wealth of knowledge over here. Um Oh, let me think. Another writing tip. Um let's see, the character interviews. Always share other people's um always share other people's work oh, because yes. you never know when that person is going to sorry about all the background noise but um (laughs) anyway so what i'm one the the reason i say that is because you never know who's going to see that and you never know who's going to go and share your work right right yeah so that's that's why I, I say that because sorry i got distracted oh no you're fine but but sharing the work writing reviews yeah, writing yeah. reviews. Um, although with Amazon, their algorithm is so crazy now because now you have to have ads. Now, get seen. It's been I've heard on these podcasts that it's been suggested that you do um, um, advertise your book, but sometimes that costs a lot more money than some of us have. Have mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I have to prioritize. Like, I have to decide what is it that I'm going to have to buy this month for the business? You know, what am I going to have to buy for this author world? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I have to do to support my kids? What do I have to do? And so oftentimes I don't get, get all that snazzy stuff. You know, I don't, I look for free resources. I look for free programs. And, and sometimes it's just by word mm-hmm. of mouth that I'm praying that it'll continue to grow. Like, the Lord has blessed the podcast just with the amount of listeners. That that we have and and I haven't paid anything like I haven't put any kind of money into the podcast like I haven't had wow buy, I haven't had to buy equipment but I'm not doing the fancy you know this is my studio yet you know I'm not there yet I'm just working for the Lord and, and trying my best to connect with authors and share stories and inspire other people but I haven't done a single ad that I've had to pay for other than just putting out, Oh, I do this podcast and I put it, tweet it out there, put it on Instagram, put it on LinkedIn, you know, and then people are just finding it. 
And so by them, just like you say, when people share things out like that, that's how we grow as a community. And that's how we also grow individually because you never know what they'll do for you in return. Exactly. And so, exactly. Because it's, um, and, and that's what I'm saying. You have to share other people's work. But don't just do this by my book, by this one's yeah. book, by that one's book. That never works. I have done. I've, I'm in this in this Facebook group called the Tweeting Co Promotion Group, and we're supposed to tweet other people's um, book, uh, uh, share other people's tweets. You know, tweet their stuff out, and then they tweet. Uh, we tweet each other's stuff, but it doesn't work. You don't. I've never seen any sales. Yeah, you no, don't see I've it. never seen anything. I think it has so, to come from an authentic place. And you have to have people that trust that your opinion about a book is solid. You know, like if they don't really know, will they think you're just promoting someone else? Or will they say, oh, she's really read that book. And, and she, you know, I trust that she's got something to say about this. Let me go buy Ann's book. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and a lot of times people will tweet five-star reviews. But. Um, and I've seen that, but I don't know how, how successful that is because I've only gotten, I'm going to be honest with you, yours and my, and, and, and my other, my pen sister's review on, on InnoVision. And I got two reviews on, um, Maggie's Gravy Train Adventure, which is my children's book. And, um, I haven't gotten any reviews on the other two yet. And I've been putting them out there. and, and, And that's what I try to challenge people. Make sure that when you're reading, leave reviews. Because that is a way for us to grow, for us to get that visibility. You know, people right. see those and they say, because I don't have reviews on my devotionals either. But then I'll get this Facebook message out of the blue. Somebody will message me and they'll say, your book is helping to, you know, help me draw closer to Jesus. Or I love how you do this prayer here. And thank you for this particular challenge with my family. So I'm getting it from different places. But I'm not getting mm-hmm. it like on the Amazon site where it's got like five star reviews from hundreds of people. You see what I'm saying? I get yeah, one review, I know because and then I get bunches. But of a lot of it, it depends on it. It depends on too. Amazon has really gotten a, and and I know you said something about um uh Kindle Unlimited. Yes, I got news for you. Yes, reading the and Tish told me this. You cannot review books that you. You cannot review books that you borrow from Kindle Unlimited. Amazon will not let you. Oh, wow. See, I'm learning that because I just did my trial for Kindle Unlimited. And I realized that I read so much that it's worth me getting it. Well, for me but, as a reader. And she unsubscribed because... Because um, then she couldn't leave reviews? Exactly. And she likes to review the books that she reads. Yes, me too. And even if you get free books, buy, you know, download free books that, that are offered on a promotional site, or you get books using a gift card, you can't review those. See, I learned something new every day. That's Amazon for you. I mean, you can review them on Goodreads and on your blog all day long, but you can't do it on Amazon. And so many people go to Amazon too. Exactly, and, and they but they're cracking down. Be, they're yeah. cracking down because they've gotten a lot of dishonest reviews, and they're even cracking down. They don't want your friends to review your book. If they think that you know that author, they won't let them review it. You know that my husband wouldn't review my book, and he didn't do it out of meanness. He just said, "Jennifer, I don't know. I don't feel good about that." He was like, "I bought it. <laughs> I'm a verified purchase. Um, I've read it, 
Yeah, but if they know, but if they see that you're any, he he didn't even get on there to give me a review. (laughs) Yeah, but even if he had, and they know that he's related to you because by marriage, they would not allow him to review it. Oh wow, that's Amazon. They're really cracking down on people on review. Wow, they're they're very strict about that kind of stuff now. But Amazon's got got is so big, but yet they own Audible. They own. Mm Uh, Goodreads, they own all these different, but they don't talk, these companies don't talk to one another. Oh, they might be little silos. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Or big silos. Well, yeah. Yeah. But as far as Audible goes, I know you like to do your Audibles, and I hope to one day have my devotionals the Audible route. Have you determined about what you want to do next steps in doing doing your own book recordings? Uh, I don't know about, re- I, well, I'm going to be honest with you, with a Braille display and trying to do that. Would be, a, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would be a nightmare for me, but I would like to try to do. Contract um, someone. Yeah, to, to try, even even if it's through, maybe not through ACX, but maybe through Findaway Voices because they, they put the books on Audible. But I like Findaway Voices better because they're more global and you can set your own price. So now I have learned something new again from you. Find yep. a way voices. Yep. And if you have, a, if you publish through draft to digital or Smashwords, you don't have to pay that. I think it's like $69. I don't remember exactly what it is, but you don't have to pay that fee to join find a way there. They have a Smashwords and draft to digital have a, um, a, a partnership with find a way so that you don't have to pay that, that setup fee. Yeah, that, so I wrote that down. So as you're talking, I'm I'm taking notes from Ann. I'm telling you guys, we're getting Ann back on here. <laughs> Ann, we're gonna get you back on here. We're gonna talk about stories outside the box, a journey of faith. We're we're getting you here. Um, yeah. So and I'm gonna tell you, I don't know how you feel about this, but some of my characters in a journey of faith are supernatural. Oh, I have uh, paranormal as a whole trilogy. That is sitting on my computer. I wrote an exorcist series last summer. <laughs> Girl, you and I got to talk offline because I've got, I'm going to talk privately because. Okay, let me tell you about my teenage exorcist story. I have that and I love it. I think, now I love Sweet Potato Jones. She's about to come out in September. I will love her forever. She is like my first love. She's going to be my first published YA contemporary Becca Martin Christian. is like that for me. And I will, and I will always love her, and I'm always going to give her honor and respect as being the queen. And when I built my Etsy shop, it's Sweet Potato and Company for a reason, because she's first, and then the company's going to follow, like with my next books, because I always want to to have that place for her. But I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, that Exorcist book, buddy, do I love those characters in that book. I love that storyline, and it's a series, and I want it to... But I've just got to keep working on it. I knew last summer when I wrote it, that was just my first draft. Yeah. But I've got to prioritize, Anne. Do you have a hard time doing that? Because I want to work on a thousand projects at one time. I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But see, unlike you, I don't have the full-time job. So I can, but it's hard for me to flip back and forth. It's terrible for me. Yeah, I have to learn. I have to, I actually have to scold myself and say, no, you should not have been trying to look (laughs) up. You, you're wasting your time. Why did you spend all this time trying to do a cover design art on a book that you're not publishing right now? <laughs> well, yeah. no, but you can still do those. And um, if you're going to self-publish, you can still do those and keep them. Because um, 
and then still because sometimes when I get stuck in one novel, I will go to my um my other one that I'm 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 revising the sequel to Journey of Faith, a Journey of Faith, which is called Journey to the Mountaintop. I'm revising that one, but I have not been uh, pulled to that one. I've been felt like I've been pulled to my fantasy, and honestly, so that's you, you got to yeah. stay there for a while in vacation. My fantasy characters are not talking to me, which I saw one of my, um, my, my fantastic, my, uh, mythical creatures in that. I saw that, I saw him in it. Too much about that because, um, I don't want to say too much about that because if I do, then I will spoil. Right. Leave it, leave it a secret. Let us have the, the Anne mystery part two. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Yeah. I may send that one to a hybrid. Yeah. I may send that one to a hybrid publisher. And but so anyway, there we, there we go. Like prioritizing what our goals are trying to stay focused in the middle of busy lives. You know, it is a challenge. Just, just trying to balance it. You know, how do you mm-hmm. find that balance? in all of that like what continues to motivate you well uh well it's it's kind of hard to write when 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 my daughter's with me um she's not with me all the time um but anyway it's it's kind of hard to write when the kids are or when I'm you know talking to the kids but sometimes when I have those down times mm-hmm. I I um will come out here on the porch and and brainstorm and stuff and then sometimes I will um just it's just you know just getting that inspiration from wherever I can and sometimes it could be writing in the middle of the night I I can be a night writer oh you are I I used to be that way and now I'm completely the the alternate I'm now an early morning most productive time of the day for me which I'm shocked by mine's afternoon and evening because I used to be I used to stay up two or three o'clock in the morning writing 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 that was when, like, over the summer months when I'm not teaching, you know, I have the summer break off. And that's where I do a lot of my um, my word count. Like, I'm, like, steady writing over the summertime. Mm-hmm. But, and I would stay up super late. Well, now I would rather get up super early in the summertime <laughs> and write while the house is quiet. And I just, I find it a lot more productive for me, that time period. Yeah. But my thing is... I can do, I, I've done mornings sometimes, like when I was eating, I, I was over breakfast, um, I was, the TV was on, and it was an old episode of Perry Mason, and the end to one of my NaNoWriMo novel came to me, and then I just had to go back and try to rewrite, to write through to the the middle to, to cover that up, but sometimes, like, I'll be trying to sleep, and, and, my, and, and the book, and, and words will just flow, and, the, and I'll see what's happening with the characters, and I'll write a chapter. Right, right then, just a minute. I'll be up, yeah. Yeah, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. Some, one time I got up at 3 o'clock and wrote for an hour and went back to bed. All right, so I'm going to tell you about the platform with Anchor. I have a 60-minute timer, and then yeah. when that 60-minute hits, that's how long I can record a segment, and then I have to record to start over. So I'm yeah. getting ready to send you a new message. I'm going to save this one. <laughs> and okay, then do I need to have the Anchor another. app open? Um, I don't think that you would have to, like, did you have it open when I first contacted you? Cause you picked up very quickly. I did, but I went to the text. I went through and, and went to the text. I think that's the best way to do it is to go through okay. text. Okay. Okay. I'm getting ready to text you right back. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Sorry. Hey.
That's it. Hey, Ann. All right. So I wanted to ask you, too. You had mentioned earlier that you had a marketing, like a publicist with you. You had somebody that's there to assist you. Like, how do you build your support system? Like, how well, have you found people around you that have helped you with your covers and, and all of that? Friends of mine have done that. And this guy, uh, Paul White, who was telling about Electric Eclectic Books, he only charges like $10 to do the ele- the cover for me for that. Oh, they're and those are those are like um, at seven thousand to twenty thousand words, unless you're doing a prequel. Then it's different. Then the guidelines are different, and you pay a licensing fee, and then you publish it yourself, and then you know you pay a licensing fee, you get the cover done, and then you publish it yourself, and they format it. They, they have to format it for me because I have a hard time with their template. Right. But, I have a hard time with the Kindle template, and I'm constantly having issues with the trim size. And, and you know how do I how do I make this the best you know quality looking book? And I've had problems with that. Actually, if you use Draft to Digital, they can uh, they can format your your um, not only your EPUBs, your um, PDF, your Mobis, your PDF. They can do in any trim size you want. They can even I think if you, I don't know if you have to have a cover or if you you know they create the cover for you. But I guess if you create you have your own cover. You upload the JPEG, and they can create the PDF cover for you. Right. Yeah, that draft to digital, I'm going to um, look closely into that because you're the second person that's recommended that to me. And I, trust I listen you. to the Word Slinger podcast, and Kevin Tomlinson talks about it all the time. Yeah, so I trust you. I trust this other author who um, follows the podcast, and she's, she's in my, now my author friend world, and she's talked to me about that. And so... I'm definitely going to look into that for me for future work because I already know what my my next devotional is going to be. How do you do? Who, do you get? Do you hire an editor to do your editing for you, or do no. you just use? Now with my publishing company, thank the Lord, I have a wonderful editor who has you know sparkled and shined up, Sweet Potato Jones, and so that one was them. But I that's why I said I purchased the Grammarly because I use that as my editor. <laughs> And I use Grammarly <clears throat> extensively when I'm editing and I'm reading. And then I just get, my, I get beta readers and then I, and I try to get um, college students that are beta readers, um, high school students, whatever my target audience is for my devotionals. I get adults to do or teachers to do if that was the teacher challenge. So I do a lot of beta reading too. Yeah, and I was wondering about that because editors can be so expensive. Though I have a friend who only charges $120 to do them. And I would rather have somebody look at my work before mm-hmm. I publish it. Cause yes, because I make Oh, gosh, a lot of things. And we're too close to it. We are that's too close so to the work. And, and what happens to me is I have to walk away from it. And that's why I tell you I fell in love with my Exorcist series. And then the next question is, well, if you loved it so much, why didn't you try to go out there and publish it right away? It's because I'm being patient because I know that I need to come back at it with a fresh, you know, perspective. I need to be able to now I have the tools of Grammarly. Now I have more, you know, knowledge behind me Every about crafting stories. And so that's why I pull away from my books and I just don't Every go out there and just try to massively publish, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I know people that are prolific with their publishing. They're out there putting out a book once a month. Like, they're out there, indie authors, like Series 1, they have one, two, and three, mm. and then they start putting out. I know a lot of people that are putting out books really quick, but for me, I, can't, I get too close to them. 
I can't do that. I don't. I don't write that fast. I can't write every day like that. Yeah, I have. I've to... tried it, and it just doesn't work for me. Now it'll work for me in the summer when I don't have my, you know, my teaching job, or if I don't have homeschooling at night. And I like, do some freelance stuff too. I haven't done it in a while. I'd love to get back into freelance, but um, I'm very picky about who I work with because um, if I if I if I'm not careful about who I work with. I've worked with some that I don't even know the niche and they don't, they don't pay a lot and I've gotten some freelance jobs. So I'm kind of hoping I can get back with one of the clients that I was working with doing landing pages. But if not, I'm going to have to go through and and do some more stuff. And I've heard you talk about freelance work. And I just, you know, just by connections on LinkedIn, that's what's been bringing me that arena of my life. And that was just strictly through LinkedIn. That's hmm. why. I, that's why I like that professional platform because it has allowed me to, you know, connect with people that I would have never met otherwise. But I mean, I I look at all the things that I have and and the things that that I want to continue to pursue, and in the same time, I understand that I have to build my marketing knowledge and my promotional knowledge before September. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how do you decide, like? When you decided stories out of the box, like when you decided I'm going to go and rebrand stories outside the box instead of just taking a break, what what catapulted you to do that? Well, because I was selling it for two ninety nine at the time, and it wasn't really it wasn't really doing anything, and I felt like you know it was just under the the um it was under the um the word count limit for Electric Eclectic, and I'm like you know what it's. And electric eclectics are only a dollar a pound or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can go and and um, rebrand this and get it, you know, a little light edit. Because Paul does the light edits when when he when um, he gets them. He'll do the light a light edit too, and then he'll uh, format the, the 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 book. And I had to tweak the format at, at one point for, for Smashwords. But no, that's what made me decide to rebrand it. I'm like, I wonder if I could do better with this if I rebranded it. Mm-hmm. And it, not only that, it gets not only on Amazon and, and Smashwords, but it gets on the Electric Eclectic website. Right. And, it, and, and other people see it that way too. And Electric Eclectic Books, uh, for those that don't know, is, as I said, it's a way for, for people, readers it's a quick read. You can buy them for a dollar a pound, whatever, depending on where you are and, um, or the equivalent. And then, um, you read them in a matter of hours. I can read one of those in a day. And although it takes a little time to write them, I was going to do my fantasy that way, but I wasn't ready for that. But anyway, so, um, that's what those are. It's kind of like getting to know a person's writing style before you buy the full book. Right. Or, or before you, you know, or it's just a quick read. I mean, that trend is big in the market right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of that hopping because a lot of people don't have don't in the in the crazy busy life that the lifestyle. A lot of people don't have time to read. I love to read. I do too. And and my problem is is you know I said I'm going to read seventy books this year, and I'm well on my way. But I'm telling you, I can read every single day if I had the time. If you had Audible, you could read in your car. But see, I'm doing the podcast in my car. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, you know, I used to listen to preaching every single morning on my way to work. 
Mm-hmm. And then I would, or I would switch and I would listen to the music on Spotify. Then I would switch and listen to preaching again. But now with the podcast, that's my time when I'm able, what I feel like to give back. Like if the Lord is allowing me to bless me to have these experiences, how can I then turn them around and inspire other authors? Exactly. Uh, and, you know, you and I know, think it's such a big part of what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. I want to start my own podcast. I'm just going to have to have some help and find an accessible platform. But I'm I wondering do... if Anchor is accessible for you. Because I love not it. as not oh. as much. I, there's there are unlabeled buttons okay. on the iPhone because you have the voiceover that's built into the iPhone, and some of the buttons are unlabeled. I mean, it some of it is, but it's a it's a um. I was looking, I was looking into that too, and. I saw that it's not the 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 most accessible platform. Even the website is horrible. The website I tried to listen to an episode of a podcast on the Anchor website. It was awful for accessibility purposes. Yes, yeah. it it was. Oh my gosh, it was oh, just sorry. horrible. But so, you found Overcast, but you said Overcast doesn't. Allow I don't think no, they don't record. Yet. No, they're just a podcatcher. But um, there's a couple of things I might look into Zoom or, yeah, you know, there's Uber Conference, too, to do but interviews. There also is Skype audio. The thing is, is like I know a lot of podcasters that are using the Skype and they're videoing people in. And so mm-hmm. they're getting the dual purpose. They're turning it into audio. They're having it for video. They're putting them up on YouTube and they're like cross. I know I talked to a guy. Pollinating um, it. I talked to a guy last month. Um. Actually, a month ago today, actually, he he did, he has this he owns this this thing called Uniweb Productions, and he has a channel. And I was on his YouTube on his YouTube channel doing a Skype video call. But but uh, the thing of it is, I've got this recording. Um, it's a free recording app that I can do for solos. But I'm going to talk to Win Charles because she said she's helped other people launch podcasts, and because she knows about the accessibility See, outlets since she has a disability. Um, we're going to figure out which is what, what's either, either Uber conference or zoom. We're going to figure out which is the best. You see how the Lord, you had a desire to have a podcast and how the Lord connected you with somebody. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it right, right, right when right. I wanted to, because I was busy with, you know, my writing and I was busy with the promotion of the, the new book and all of that. So I just kind of had to, to, you know, give myself a break. <laughs> But now that you've got the connection with her, like you said, you talked with her a month ago. Yeah, I talked with her on the 27th. Oh, yeah. And so there you go. At least, you know, you're moving steps towards doing mm-hmm. like a what's next for you. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've looked at upgrading everything and how much does it cost? Like I went to a sound expert and I'm like, you know, what are, what are the, the best equipment that I could buy for Audible if I want to turn these into if I want to turn my devotionals over, but I could still use the microphone for recording for the podcast. And so I got like equipment, like I got the information, but I'm just waiting for, you know, donations. I'm waiting for support and, you know, continued support before being able to do that. Cause that stuff can add up. <laughs> so yeah. Right now like this platform for me with the anchor app, we get to tell our story every day and I get to share, you know, What's going on with me and with other authors like you guys? And, and it's for me, it's free. I'll be out now in a minute. Like Sorry. That anchor, yeah, but that anchor okay. podcast for me, that's a, that's a way that it's free for me. But it's allowed me to work and, and do what I feel like the Lord is calling me to do right now. 
and it's just it's easy for me so yeah. I feel like it's all going to come together at the right time for you like I'm praying for that oh yeah and I appreciate that too um but yeah so so that's maybe what's next for you Anne. yeah and I do a featured book of the week um uh column on my blog now so that's why I kept asking you about your cookbook and sweet potato chones yeah because I'm gonna send you the questionnaire to you on my blog now awesome that's coming though so the cookbook is coming out hopefully around Easter okay and um and then sweet potato Jones is releasing on September the 10th my uh, publishing company did um have an earlier date but because they decided to go print format too it went to September so I'm happy I'm excited. And it gives me more time to plan, you know, get things ready. And I have two people that have already come forward and have volunteered to be a support system for me. So it's like I have my own publicists that have volunteered to help me. <laughs> so okay. that's how the Lord will put people in your path. That's right. And they'll connect you with the right people just for you. But so so Anne writes inspiration is your blog. Anne writes inspiration.com, yep. And then you can you can find you that way on Twitter too. And uh, at Anwright seventy five at Anwright seventy five on Twitter and Writes Inspiration on Facebook. Yep, those are the two main social medias that I use. And I'll put I'll put all the links in the description of the podcast. But okay, but I just I want to implore all of you guys out there that are listening to the podcast to know that you know, and I just truly value you. Every like when I get if I can't email you back right away because I'm in the middle of of life or whatever you know I'm always gonna email you oh, back yeah. I'm always oh, gonna yeah. check in and I just and I love it you sending me stuff like that's how we grow that's how I grow every day and just by listening to you and hearing your story you won't believe how many notes I took and I'm interviewing you <laughs> yep so I'm ready for that that Anne writes inspiration podcast too because uh, be i'm gonna call mine you. inspirational journeys oh that's beautiful i love it i love it let's get as many christian podcasters as we can uh-huh. i had a lady that reached out to me and she said i was on a podcast and i just i don't know i just i couldn't listen to it anymore i, I got she didn't tell me why i mean she didn't even tell me the name of it she said and then i just happened to see yours and i clicked on it and I realized you have a Christian podcast, and it's for writers, too. And she was like, you're the first one I found. And she was like, you're talking about the Lord. <laughs> she was like, I just felt like the Lord has answered my prayer because this is exactly what I've been needing. And that's the kind of things that these podcasts can do and help us connect with people. Because we have a lot of authors that listen to podcasts now. Yep, because that's and, how we learn. And to have... It, because you know if we're not podcasting we're on i'm on youtube watching videos all the time or i'm researching blogs or i'm looking up things. uh-oh i think i lost you i'm sorry yeah i lost yeah you. yeah i was there i had a call that came in but um but i was saying you know but to have that christian platform where other Christian authors and writers and people that just are, they just people that say, you know what, I just, I might not be a Christian, but I like, you know, there's some good information here. Let me just keep listening. And I think that's, and I know yours would be a Christian podcast too. Yeah. But I'm going to talk to writers and other people, other creative artists to see, you know, how they, what inspired them to do what they do. 
Right. I think it's so important for letting people share their story. Yeah. Because there's value in other people's stories. And, and mm-hmm. everything. like we learn so much just by listening to people. Yep. And so I just, I want to thank you so much, Anne, for everything. And just for, just for your willingness to come on the show. And, and for reaching out to me, too. I want to thank you for starting this podcast. Because like I said, I get a blessing from it. And some of your tips, you, you've given me some ideas. I mean, like I said, I may not be able to do some a lot of your challenges, but like that uh, bleed ink challenge that you did. Yes, <laughs> I um, did that as a writing prompt. Um, I, I, I extended that. I did my blog post. I don't know if you read it. Yes, I but, did. But I also added it as a blog, uh, a um, writing prompt too. So wonderful. And see, that's the point. It's been going out and sharing it. Yep. Then going out and trying to inspire other people. And that's the beauty of the work that we do. Like we can be secluded and we can be on an island and we can, you know, be isolated or we can go out there and do the calling that the Lord has put on us. Yep. You know, and, and shine his light, like wherever, whatever platform we're on, whatever social media, whatever blog, you know, whatever interview, you know, sharing that out. And we never know how we'll hit just one person you know, and, and help mm-hmm. them to go on their way and say, oh, I can have the courage to do this now. I see Jennifer, she's messing up, but that's okay. She messes up. She gets right back up and she, yep. she learns from it. And, you know, I'm the first one to admit, gosh, I wish I'd have known this a long time ago. I know, Man, right? I I... But, you know, that's how people need to see that. They don't need to see some perfect, polished writer who has mm-hmm. it all together because then they're like, well, I can never be like that. You know, they'll, they'll think that they'll have these unrealistic expectations. But if they see somebody with a hard work ethic that's out there daily, <laughs> you know, working to improve, then they can say, oh, well, maybe I can improve in this area, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's to me, that's the beauty of just speaking from your heart. Yep. You know, there was a line in Intervision that I loved, and it was. Like she doesn't necessarily see with her eyes. She's, she sees more with her heart. Like it's such a heart that line you had. I did, I know I did not quote that right. And I didn't give anything away, but you have a line like that in the book, like seeing with your heart. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Cause I'd have to reread it myself, but, but there's a line like that. That stayed with me. I'm sorry. I couldn't quote it perfectly. Yeah, but, that's fine. But it's like seeing, like when we see with our heart that then we're speaking from our heart mm-hmm. and, and it's from a true place. Yep. And we might not please everybody in the world. We might not please every reader in the world. And we're not maybe meant to because that's why we have so many authors out there because everybody likes what they like. But there will be people that will resonate with what we do. Yeah. And you know what? My thing is, um, it's got to come from the heart if it's going to work. True. Or it's not going to last. Exactly. It may, it may be fleeting. You know, it, if, if it comes from a different place then it, it, it may be temporary, mm-hmm. but it, it's not going to last. Mm-mm. It won't. So, all right, you want to tell us what your favorite Bible verse is? Romans eight twenty eight. Oh, this is like, to me, I know people say, well, what's your favorite part of doing the podcast? And it is about sharing people's stories, but I love to hear how the word inspires people. And I live by that verse, and I'm going to paraphrase. I use the King James Version of the Bible, and I'm going to paraphrase really bad, so... For we all know that, what is it? For we all know, oh shoot, it eludes me now. 
Okay, tell us the verse again. We're gonna look Romans eight twenty eight. That all things work for good to for them good. that love the yeah. Thank you, Lord. But then to love God and then for them that are the called according to His purpose. That's there it. We go. You got it. Yeah, you got it. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, and to those who are the called according to His purpose. Yeah. Romans eight twenty eight. Yep. Lovely. All right, Ian, if you'd like to pray us out here and pray for our listeners, I, will. I would love it if you would. Okay. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus asking you to continue to bless us as we go on our way. Thank you for this interview. Thank you for connect- Thank you for connecting me with Jen, Father. And I pray that you continue to bless her and myself and our listeners um, with the blessings that you bestowed upon us. Father, forgive us where we have sinned and failed thee and... Give us a a blessed day and a blessed week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So we challenge you to go out and write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Can I add something to that? Oh, yes, you can because you know about the I challenge you to read something to gain the inspiration so that you can write something inspiring and share it with the world. So you want us to add the read something. Yep, because you have to read in order to write. Amen. All right, we got it. So we challenge you to go out and read something and then be inspired by that and then go and write something today. Yep. And share it with the world. So thanks for joining me and Anne on Jen Lowry Writes. And you guys have a blessed day. And Anne, hugs to you, Anne. And hugs to you too. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye bye. Bye. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.